Hello everybody and welcome back to the show. So today we're going to be talking about anaerobic power and repeatability. Almost everything you do in CrossFit for context is physiologically sustainable for only very short durations of time. So 30 unbroken ring muscle ups takes 90 seconds. 150 unbroken wall balls takes five minutes. And these are the upper ranges of what elite athletes can do. So you're often operating above your critical power, above that threshold of what is physiologically sustainable in CrossFit. Those movements that I described, those two common examples, and most of the movements that you do in CrossFit only have one pace, and that pace is often above critical power. So a ring muscle up takes about three seconds, a wall ball takes about two seconds. There's very little that you can do to change your work rate or the time it takes to complete a rep in order to shift below that critical power and be able to perform the work for a longer period of time, make it more sustainable. So instead what you do is you impose work rest scenarios. So CrossFit is constant work rest bouts uh, repeated in immediate succession. And so uh, to define my terms before I move on, critical power is the physiological term for the separation point between sustainable and unsustainable work. And big credit to Sam Smith, who is uh, turned me on to some of these terms and is a coach who I learned from and uh, who's been helping me understand these concepts. So the movements have one pace, that pace is above critical power, it's only sustainable for very short periods of time. So you can think of your anaerobic power, another word for this is W prime, and it's the amount of work that you can perform above critical power is measured in kilojoules. You can think of it like the number of unbroken ring muscle ups or the number of unbroken wall balls that you can do. Anaerobic repeatability would be the recovery time you need after that max unbroken set to complete the next bout of work. So these are two really powerful predictive elements in as far as your performance as a CrossFit athlete. And think of this like uh, the, the closeness between your max unbroken set and the total time it takes for you to complete a predetermined amount of work. So some tests that I like for this in CrossFit modalities are max unbroken ring muscle ups immediately into 30 ring muscle ups for time. Max unbroken strict handstand push-ups immediately into 50 for time. Max unbroken wall balls into 150 for time. So one, you're gonna see your anaerobic power in that movement. So you're gonna see what is my max unbroken set of ring muscle ups? What is my max unbroken set of strict handstand pushups? What is my max unbroken set of wall balls? And then you're going to see the relationship between that and the repeatability. So the time it takes you to complete the total amount of work. So those are some tests with, of anaerobic power and repeatability with typical CrossFit modalities. But what happens when we switch the typical CrossFit modality for a sustainable modality or a conditioning modality? And this is where tests from the endurance world uh, come in really handy. So some tests that I like for determining anaerobic power, you can do a single wing gate. I prefer to use the rower to a bike uh, because it, it's easier to pace <laughs> uh, and you're less likely, you're, you're more likely to get an accurate measurement. It also isn't quite as fatiguing as, because uh, it's not as high turnover as the assault bike. So you could do a single wing gate, which would just be a 30 second row for max meters. And then you could do a 250 meter row, a 500 meter row, all the way out to a 1K row. Those would be 
measures of your anaerobic power on the rower in different time domains. Now, if you wanted to determine your anaerobic repeatability, you would do repeated wind gates. So you would do repeated tests of anaerobic power. And I, I don't recommend doing anything longer than 30 seconds working duration for this, but uh, the most popular one that I've seen is a four sets of 30 second row, 30 second rest. And it's really important that when you perform this test that you are going all out from the very beginning because when it comes to anaerobic repeatability, you actually want to deplete W prime. You want to see a decrease in power output. That's how you're going to get an accurate measurement of your anaerobic repeatability. How long does it take for you to replenish that W prime? So decreasing power output is essential in the execution of a, an anaerobic repeatability test. Disclaimer, this sort of testing is extremely stressful to do, extremely stressful to do. And it is not something that I recommend in training, even if you are trying to increase your anaerobic repeatability. If you're trying to develop that, I, I, even then I don't recommend decreasing power output because of uh, the stress. Okay, so the goal with tests like this is to totally drain your W prime before the end of the test. That's why you go all out from the very beginning. At that point, the theory is you can't sustain output above your critical power anymore since your W prime is already completely drained. So the average power after W prime is completely drained, that is your critical power measurement. And the work done prior to the decrement in power output is your W prime measurement, to use some of the terms that we used before. Another way to think about this, if we take the, the, the repeated wind gate test, the four sets of 30 seconds row all out, 30 seconds rest, the first measurement would be a measure of your alactic power. Second measure would be lactic power. Third set would be your lactic endurance. And then the fourth set would be your, be your lactic, lactic endurance. And we do see some relationship between that fourth test and your an athlete's aerobic ability by that fourth test. Some good benchmarks for CrossFit athletes to shoot for. The first test for both males and females, you wanna be close to your body weight in meters. Second test, you want to be 95% of your body weight in meters. That's body weight in pounds, by the way. Third set, you want to be 92% of your body weight in meters. And then fourth set, you want to be about 90% of your body weight in meters. So you can see how the scores are decreasing. And that's part of the reason that it's so stressful. It's incredibly lactic. You, it's incredibly metabolically stressful, cardiovascularly stressful. And uh, I don't recommend doing it super often. Uh, one research study found that repeated wind gates like this, so repeated, I think they did four sets of 30-second tests. Uh, it, it didn't specify how long the rest was in the abstract, but this, this style of anaerobic repeatability test strongly predicted CrossFit performance in a 15-minute Metcon. So it stands to reason that this top-end anaerobic power, so what you get in that first fresh 30-second effort, and then your anaerobic repeatability, so the closeness of those subsequent efforts to your top effort, those are really strong predictors of CrossFit performance. So I just, I do wanna say again though, disclaimer, this type of testing is not a training piece, it is a testing piece. It is very, very intensive, meaning it is volume limiting. So if you're doing this sort of testing frequently throughout the year, it is going to limit the amount of volume that you can do and in my opinion is is going to be uh, prohibitive from helping you accumulate the amount of volume that you need to train effectively for this sport.
Uh, so it's very stressful and easy to overdose and just keep that in mind. 66 to 75 percent of the year you should spend in base training that's 245 to 275 days uh, i have another episode where i talk about base training and what what exactly that is what physiological attributes are the foundation for crossfit athletes and how i think about that okay so if you want to develop your anaerobic power and repeatability so the first section we just talked about how to test it where am i at how to test it across different crossfit movements like ring muscle ups like strict handstand push-ups like wall balls how do i actually develop it so you're going to develop it by training in four to 12 week progressions i recommend only doing this once a year i think if you do any more than that it's going to cut into that 66 75 percent of the year that most athletes do well to spend in base training and so only four to 12 week progressions. And then you're gonna deload inside of that progression every three to six weeks. Uh, you can use reactive deloads. You can use uh, self-directed uh, protocols for when to implement those deloads. That's what I like. I like to provide a range for my athletes, but I want them deloading every three to six weeks. If you, if you don't have to deload after six weeks, then you probably could be training more extensively. Frequency of an anaerobic power or anaerobic repeatability session is going to be one to two times per week. Anything more than that, it becomes really hard to recover from. I also recommend that you have a rest day or an easy aerobic active recovery day only the day following the anaerobic training. When you're doing the four to 12 week progression, you're going to expect a decrease in aerobic ability and maximal strength during the progression then you're going to expect to see a super compensation 10 to 20 days after the last workout. So you finish the progression, you do the last workout, that's when the 10 to 20 day clock starts. For CrossFitters who tend to be on the faster twitch end of the physiological spectrum, I err towards that three weeks rather than 10 days. So definitely err on the side of three weeks. When you're faster twitch, you're more adept at uh, producing lots of uh, metabolites and inducing a lot of metabolic stress on yourself. So I like to err towards that three week mark. You're gonna use anaerobic work rest ratio. So you're gonna use anything minimum one to five work rest all the way up to one to 10 work rest. If you're not sure about where you should land on that, just err towards the upper end, resting longer. And you're gonna use very high power outputs that would not be repeatable without the long rest. Start with short duration working intervals. This is to really to dial in your pacing. So you're gonna start with short working intervals anywhere from 10 to 60 seconds, and you're gonna extend that over the course of the four to 12 week progression all the way out to three minutes. Once you start getting longer than three minutes, you're getting in the realm of where you're, you're transitioning into a more aerobic state and you're gonna select movements that allow for a high turnover. So things that I really like for this, I really like sled work for this. Uh, sleds are super specific. Uh, they're concentric based and they're really high turnover. They also tend to show up at regional and higher level competitions like Wadapalooza, TFX, semifinals, games. Sleds are often an implement that's used. Uh, thrusters are also great. Pull-ups are also great. Butterfly pull-ups are great. Um, assault bike, those are examples of high turnover movements that work really well for this type of training. Okay, so that is how to develop your anaerobic power 
and your anaerobic repeatability. So I'll, I'll include in the show notes the link to the study that uh, demonstrated the relationship between performance in a 15-minute Metcon and the repeated Wingates. Uh, guys, if you have any questions, uh, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Paul B. Weber. If you're listening to this podcast on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, please rate the podcast because that really helps more athletes find this information and train more effectively for maximum long-term development and career achievement. And thanks for listening. And I'll see you guys in the next one.